SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. They lost nine of their last 11 games heading into the postseason. They lost seven of the nine games that they played Edmonton in the regular season. I mean, nothing, 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 nothing pointed to Winnipeg winning this series. Edmonton home ice. And not only did Winnipeg win the series, they win it in a sweep. I don't know what the odds are. I'm figuring about seven, eight to one in a sweep, but wow, go figure. Go figure. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Opposite. Welcome to Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliate on this Wednesday, May 26th. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, oppositepicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat as well on an Opposite Picks Wednesday. Lakers cloud the Suns' future. Two of the NBA's biggest stars hit the bench. Mavs try and sail by the Clippers. Well, what do you have to say for yourself now, Celtic players? The hurricane roars. LaRusse is at it again. Underwhelming day in baseball. 126 and counting. Bad beat watch in Phoenix, a half a million for this. We continue to own the WNBA and uh, Packers paving the way for Rogers ouster. We'll get to all those stories, push your phone calls, emails, and tweets again right here on a Wednesday, May 26th. What's up, LLs? Loyal well, listeners, how are you on this uh, Wednesday morning? Four minutes past the hour. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel. Uh, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do, Monday through Friday. Then again on Sundays from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time, just for those who uh, live a little weekend, uh, Mr. Vegas. Uh, do we own the WNBA? Yeah, we can start with playoffs. We can start with Lakers. We can start with the Mavs. We can start with hockey. You know, we can start all over the place. We can start with Rodgers maybe really being out in Green Bay. Who knows? Uh, and, uh, well, we will, I won't start with the WNBA, but we provided you another, another, you know, people, some people say they, you know, provide winners. We actually do that here on opposite picks, another WNBA winner last night. I'm getting a bigger kick out of that. We're now nine and one with our free WNBA picks nine and one fully documented as they say. So remember that mopey email that I read you yesterday about the guy who, uh, went an entire season, hundred percent. We're not going to do that, obviously, but uh, we may very well go, uh, you know, 25 and one or so. Uh, it's so easy, so easy. It's like picking barrels. What was that saying? Picking pickles out of a barrel. I mean, it's, it's just we got a little lucky, though, but that's OK. Uh, a little overtime action last night, helping, helping us out with an over. Lakers win last night. We'll start in the WNBA. I can see the program directors around the country saying, what is this guy doing? He's leading off. And what a shame on you that, that we couldn't lead off in the WNBA, right? What are, what are you saying? 
they're not worthy. Uh, we got LeBron and the Lakers, though. We'll start there. As they do beat the Phoenix Suns last night, favorites uh, did a decent job last night. Brooklyn winning big, Lakers winning and covering, and uh, Dallas beating the Clippers last night really is the surprise. you know. But anytime it's LeBron, you got to go there. But I, I am shocked. Well, maybe not shocked. I am surprised, though, that the Mavs were able to take a 2 nothing series lead, winning both games in L.A. against the Clippers. So uh, we'll start with a little WNBA action. Hour number one of our two-hour extravaganza. Here's truly Scott Wetzel as we welcome in our full audience. Just getting underway here on a uh, Wednesday morning. So Lakers beat Phoenix 109-102. Suns lose the battle, and they perhaps lose the war as well as Chris Paul favoring his right shoulder throughout the game, yanked by head coach Monty Williams, only played 23 minutes, didn't play late in the game when the outcome was still in doubt, and uh, he had six points, five assists. It's it's the strangest thing because if you saw the play that he got hurt on the other day, I mean, it's like he barely, I, I mean, ba- you got to like have to take a microscope out and see where he actually got hit by his own player, oh, by the way, as he's just kind of uh, fuddling around for a, for a loose basketball. And he goes to the ground instantly, kind of like a pinched nerve. You know, whatever happened, happened whether he got hit or whether he just kind of twisted his body, falling to the ground. But he did automatically grab his shoulder. So I, I don't doubt he actually hurt himself and it hurts. But he was only to go uh, able to go 23 minutes last night. And, uh, you know, there aren't many times. Now, not that the series would be over. But there aren't many times you have a, a chance to really put a stranglehold on a series, and the Suns had that opportunity last night. You know, if they were able to win, take a 2 nothing series lead. So it was a big game outside of the obvious. It's a playoff game. So, But they had a chance to really accomplish something last night, and he couldn't go. So is an extra day or two, game three in the series is Thursday in Los Angeles. Is that going to help matters? I don't know. You got a veteran player. I feel bad for him. I really do. You know, this guy's whole career, he's got to be a Hall of Famer. He's got Olympic rings and everything. But, you know, his whole NBA career is going to be marked by postseason failure. You know, it's James Harden's going to get his ring this year. Paul's going to be the one left hanging there saying, you know, what what happened to me? And uh, this is another, you know, season where it's going to go right out the window. There's a reason why we keep on bringing it up. But there's a reason why the Phoenix Suns are 18 to 1 to win the championship, and everyone else was 6 to 1, 7, 8 to 1. And that was before their matchup against the Lakers. Hate to say it, but it's because the boys in Vegas and FanDuel don't think Chris Paul can win a championship, and the poor guy gets hurt, and his uh, one of his best chances ever might go out the window. Man, that's, that stinks. Lakers win. Uh, they cover the spread. We'll get to that. We'll get to the Dallas game. We'll get to the Brooklyn embarrassing uh, the uh, Celtics as well. All coming up on the opposite this morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Tucker takes it to the rack, and a nice follow by LeBron James, who's now got 10 points. And Chris Paul is down in pain. Oh, boy. Holding his right shoulder. Here comes Schroeder into AD with 25. Great spoon feed that time. Carving his way, LeBron James puts in a beautiful fadeaway. 
first three quarters, he was terrific. He's been quiet here in the fourth. He dances and gets it out to Davis. Three bullseye! What a shot by Davis! Bridges will shadow him the entire way. Crowder is out on James. Shot clock at eight. Davis a screen. Wide open three. Good! LeBron with the final nail right there. On him, LeBron. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Yeah, TNT there with the call as the Lakers do win it. Well, I won't even give you the score, uh, but the Lakers won and they covered. I'll give you the score here in a second because it's part of our uh, bad beat segment. As uh, you know, I, I tell you, Scott Wetzel sitting in on this uh, Wednesday morning coming up on 14 past the hour. You know, hindsight is is, is 2020, obviously, but uh, wh- two things with this game. Lakers weren't falling behind by 2-0. They, they just weren't. I, you know, I know Chris Paul ended up leaving. Uh, and another benefit for LeBron is, is, you know, he was really faced with being down 2-zip and being in trouble. Ultimately, I, I still think, you know, it's one of those where I'm rooting so hard on, uh, on Phoenix. I want them to win. I think they can win. But it always falls back to, ah, I got to see it to believe it. To Honestly, to a credit for LeBron to, you know, show how good he and that Laker team can be when they want to play. So, but looking back, you know, again, were they going to fall to zip? Now, I love the Lakers. We had them as our better plays yesterday. We gave it out uh, here on the morning show. So, it's not like we could say uh, we missed a boat there. The one that we really, really, really should have pounded. And we gave it out, again, as our best NBA prop, Anthony Davis. He had 34 points last night. You know, when a guy comes out, as AD said after game one, and took the blame for the loss, you just know. See, this is why NBA playoffs and all playoffs are, are you know, more watched than any other game. And this is why even those goofy play-in games were like triple the ratings of, a, of an NBA regular season game. You know he was going to come out focused. That's what the fan wants. Whether you're a fan of the Lakers or the Suns or the Mavs or the Clippers or whoever the case may be, you want to believe when I'm watching this game, okay, these guys really are trying. They're they're concentrating. They're giving effort. They care, this, that, and what have you. And when AD came out after game one and said he stunk and we uh, he's going to take the hit for losing game one, but we, we should have, like I said, it was our best NBA prop play, but we, we should have pounded on that a little bit more because he, he came out. He had 34 points last night. And he took it upon himself to put this team on his shoulder. You know, LeBron played well, but he, he his over-under prop on FanDuel was only 24 and a half. Boy, that was, uh, you know, we, like I said, that that that's one that should have been like a double or triple bet. He, he, when you get a player like that, see, we did not get that, oddly enough, with Jimmy Butler in Miami. You know, when he stunk in game one of their series against Milwaukee earlier this week, um, you know, you would have thought he would have come out and said, yep, I was awful, blah, 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 blah. And then you get him for a game two. But as bad as he was in game one, he was even worse in game two. You get a player that says, yeah, my bad. I, I blew it. I, You know who I'd like to hear that from? Nick fans? I'd like to hear that from Julius Randle. Because he stunk in game one against uh, Atlanta. They darn near won the game anyway. But, you know, he played probably his worst game of the year. Certainly one of his worst. I would like to hear. That's when you know a guy is a leader. 
when he says, all right, I'll take the hit. You know, this was on me just to show the world that you're focused that much more for a game two, which is later on tonight, Knicks and Atlanta Hawks. So AD, big game, 34 points. Chris Paul leaves uh, with his ailing shoulder. No word on whether he's going to be able to play or not uh, Thursday. Obviously, you know, even with Chris Paul, they're behind the eight ball, but they don't have Chris Paul then. Sadly, their season is over. And I'll go back to the boys at FanDuel. I don't know how they knew. How did they know? How did they know that Chris Paul was going to get hurt and the Suns would have basically no shot of winning? You know, to the point where they bumped them up to 18 to 1. And it started this postseason at 30 to 1. Then it dropped to 25 and then it dropped to 18. But still, all the other main players. You know, Utah and, and Milwaukee and Philadelphia, you know, the, the Clippers and, and obviously the Lakers and the Nets, they were all 8-1 to one or less. And it was only the Suns that stood out like a sore thumb. And lo and behold, here we are two games into the postseason and the Suns' best player might not be able to play. I mean, how did FanDuel know that? Uh, sometimes you just scratch your head and say, they just know. They, they they just know. So Lakers rode to the second round. got a lot easier after last night's victory and uh, with the Paul injury. Dallas, as I mentioned, they get 39 from Luka, seven rebounds, seven assists, as they beat the Clippers 127-121. That Dallas team. Now, listen, if you would have told me this at the beginning of the year, they'd have a 2-0 lead over the Clippers. Excuse me. It's okay. I I I get it. Uh, after the the nice uh, performance they had last year, and, and I still think they would have beaten Dallas had the, they been able to stay healthy. But Porzingis got hurt, and Luca got hurt. So I get that. But this year has been such an enigma for them: up and down, up and down, awful losses, bad losses against atrocious teams. To think that they could go into LA and win both these games against the Clippers. Wow. Third time both teams hit seventy points by halftime of an NBA playoff game. 70 points for both teams. It's amazing it wasn't as high, uh, even higher than what it was, 127-121. Kawhi had 41, but they couldn't guard Luka. You know, and it's going to go back to, I'd really like to do a poll uh, of all GMs and maybe head coaches as well. You know, don't forget, Luka and Trey Young were basically traded for each other a few years back in the NBA draft. Uh, Atlanta had the third overall pick. They traded down with Dallas. They gave uh, basically the the rights from the Mavericks to draft Luka. They wanted Trey Young, so they moved down in the draft. They got Trey Young. They got a first-round pick as well. So really, um, the trade was Luka for Trey Young and Cam Reddish, who the Hawks used with the first-round pick they got in the 2019 draft. So I'd like to know from GMs, is it Luka? If they're sitting there on a table and you have to take one, you can't ham and haw and, oh, they're both good and whatever. No, no, no. Pick one. Make a decision. Luca or Trey Young and Cam Reddish? You know, after watching last night, you know, it's amazing. Two nights ago, we would have said Trey Young after he hits the jumper to beat the Knicks. And then last night, we'd say Luca. I'd probably go Luca. Um, it's tough to find a big man that can hit three pointers. Now, he's got an attitude. He's got to correct that. He's got to control himself. No two was about it. Uh, Trey Young is, is going to be very, very good, but, you know, guards might be a dime a dozen. You know, six, nine forwards who could shoot from three. 
uh, are not. So I'd probably go Luca and give up that first round pick. But, uh, you know, those two will be linked forever. Uh, and when they get to a different level in the playoffs, we'll start revisiting that even more and more on a national basis. You know, get to the Eastern Conference Finals, Atlanta Hawks. Get to the Western Conference Finals, Dallas Mavericks. Get to the NBA Finals, and then we'll really start highlighting that these two guys were, were traded for each other. Brooklyn bashed Boston last night. You know, listen, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Well, actually, I am. But I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. Right? What did I tell you last week? The Celtics were better off losing to the Washington Wizards in the first play-in game and then beating Indiana in the second play-in game, getting Philadelphia in the first round of the postseason, maybe pulling off the upset, and then getting the winner of the Knicks and Hawks in the second round. Instead, they beat the Wizards. They get the number seven seed. They got to play the second seed in Nets. And they're in the process of getting swept. They lose last night 130-108. Well, what it, it wasn't, it, as any score would indicate, winning by 22, uh, it wasn't even close. Nets led by 14 after one, and the Celtics were cooked by halftime. Amazing. Bad beat watch. Lakers and Suns. That's next. Opposite picks on a Wednesday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. As long as you can remember, there's only ever been one thing in your life that's been there for you. It's meant memory, family, friends. And yeah, we'll say it. Sports. Welcome to your home for talking sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Dallas Mavericks have scored 118 of the easiest playoff buckets I've ever seen. There has been little to no resistance as the Clippers is going What I'm talking about, little to no resistance from the Clippers on that game. From Carolina, that looked like a four-corner stall. Uh-oh, and whoa, look out. Uh-oh. It's Leonard gets the triple. Still hope, only a six-point lead for Dallas with a minute to play. They're taking it out of Lucas' hands. Hardaway for three. Got it! Did That's you. Say, you. Did you say he's a free agent this offseason? Will do it. One more time. And the shocker. Look at the pass. Look at him. The shocker of all shockers so far in the first round of the NBA postseason. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far. I, I think uh, Memphis's win over Utah game one it, it would give it a pretty good run for uh, their money. Coming off the, you know, the big win over Golden State two days later, hopping on a plane, flying to Utah, albeit uh, without Donovan Mitchell. I, I, I would have given Dallas a better, well, I don't know. Which one do you think we, you would give it a better chance? Dallas winning the first two or Memphis winning at Utah? Maybe maybe winning Dallas, Dallas winning the first two. Maybe, maybe that is the, the biggest shock so far. Uh, but Memphis winning the first game. Now, Memphis winning the second game tonight, uh, that would be a huge one uh, as well. TNT there uh, with the call. All right, poll question time. Little popcorn radio on the internet. Uh, go to your Twitter feed. First up, yesterday we had a poll of where should Julio Jones be traded. More fodder on that uh, today. We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, other, uh, believe it or not, winning out uh, with 36% of the vote. Patriots getting a bunch. Jets getting a lot of votes. 
uh, pick a team uh, all throughout the uh, NBA or NFL. Uh, Tennessee Titans getting a bunch of votes there as well. But uh, for the three teams that I actually listed, uh, Packers at 34%. Dolphins 17.5% and then Seattle uh, almost 12% of the vote. Appreciate those that uh, did vote. Today's poll question. Pretty good one, if I do say so myself, as they all are. Uh, what big-time pending free agent most figures to leave his team? You got some good ones. Um, you got some, like, big, big, big names that are going to be free agents these respective off-seasons. NHL, Alex Ovechkin, we touched on a little bit yesterday with the Capitals, is going to be a free agent. Uh, Steph Curry, Golden State, going to be a free agent. Carlos Correa, Houston Astros, going to be a free agent. I wrote down those three in the proverbial other. So get your vote in and uh, let me know. One guy already voted in, our good buddy Tim in uh, in Pittsburgh. Um, I didn't realize that Kawhi Leonard's going to be a free agent. Now, I don't think he's going to leave. You know, he, he went through all that original roar to get to, uh, you know, the L.A. Clippers, you know, through Toronto via San Antonio and, and everything. I mean, I'd be shocked, but um, still, if he's going to be a free agent, then uh, he'll get uh, some – you know, I wonder how much limelight he'll get. Uh, you know, these guys love the attention, boy. They just love the attention. All right, bad beat watch. All right. Uh, we told you to play the Lakers yesterday with FanDuel. They were a two-point favorite. Went down to one and a half every once in a while, but one and a half, two. Uh, I told you they did win, obviously, so they covered the spread. Now it's a matter where we get a little greedy. We like the over in the game. I told you there was going to be some more points. I told you, as, as a matter of fact, I told you, remember distinctly saying uh, that the Lakers would get 110 points after getting only 90 in game one with AD coming out flying, right? 34 points for AD. By the way, LeBron 23. So AD went over his total. LeBron went under his. So it's not looking good, I will tell you. At the end of three, they had 150 points. So we needed uh, 151 to be exact. So we needed, we're looking for 111 points. Depending on when you did your shop at a FanDuel, I saw it up to 210, 210 and a half. I saw it drop to 209 and a half before game time. So let's just go, we need 211 to win. So we need 60 points in the fourth quarter. Not impossible, but, you know, if you asked me at that time, would I rather have the under or the over? Uh, I'd say give me the under, thank you very much, if I can bail out. All right, so let's see what happens. <coughs> I don't know the score. I just know the Lakers won and covered. That's all that matters to me. We're rooting against LeBron. Uh, first minute goes by, they score three points. Uh, we're in trouble. Uh, second minute goes by, they've scored five points. Now we need 54 points in 10 minutes. Check that. We need 55 points in 10 minutes. Now it's really not looking good. Three minutes goes by, and uh, we've scored two more points. Now we've scored uh, seven points in a little less than three minutes. We're in trouble. Eight points in three minutes. We're still in trouble. Fast forward due to time constraints. We'll go all the way to the four-minute mark. And it's 93-92. That's 185. We need 25 points in the final four minutes of a close game, which generally means when it's a one-point game, full possession, full shot clock, no fouling, we're in trouble. We need overtime at this point. Three minutes left. It's still 93-92. Ugh. 
Unbelievable. The game's going to go under. I should have just taken the Lakers. Just don't be greedy. You know, it's hard enough picking one winner in a game. Why, why do you think you could pick two winners in a game? Just take the Lakers. Lakers were going to fall behind 2-0. This was a gift. This was a gift from FanDuel here. Take the Lakers basically and pick them. Uh, I got to parlay it with the over. Dope. Three minutes left. It's 93-92. What are the chances of this goofy game going to overtime? We need 25 points in three minutes. All right. LeBron, two-pointer. Okay. Uh, Devin Booker misses a shot. Not okay. Anthony Davis, three-pointer. Now we're at 98-92 with two minutes left. We're doomed. 190. Are we going to get 20 points in two minutes? Uh, no, our only shot is overtime, Scott. Foul on Phoenix. AD makes two free throws. Booker throws the ball away with a minute 38. A minute stinking 38. Dennis Schroeder misses a three-pointer with a buck 17. It's 100 to 92. For those that can't add, that's 192 points. We need 19 points in a minute. And 17, Suns timeout, 17 points we need. Check that, 19 points, I'm sorry. 19 points we need, and now it doesn't look like overtime because it's an eight-point game. That's out the window. Rip up the ticket. Rip it up. What a mope. Should have just put the Lakers in. Should have just played one. Just played one and parlay it with the WNBA, for goodness sakes. <sighs> All right, let's see what happens. Why not? We got a couple more minutes to, to fill. Timeout, Suns. Anthony Davis shooting foul. Devin Booker makes two free throws. Okay, it's 100 to 94. We got the, you know, maybe, maybe an outside shot for overtime here. Let's see. We got a uh, Devin Booker two free throws to make it to 194. A LeBron James three-pointer with 50 seconds left, 49.8 to be exact. Now we're at 103.94. We need 14 points in less than 50 seconds of a nine-point game, which there doesn't be to be any fouling. We're doomed. We got uh, uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope shooting foul. Ooh. Two free throws for Devin Booker. He hits both with 41 seconds left. We're at 103.96. Lakers timeout. Now, here's the question. Seven points. The Suns can't give up, right? No. Uh, we have a, somehow or another, a turnover. Uh, my computer keeps on flipping out. Where are we here? Um, we have a Alex Caruso driving dunk, rather, to make it 105-96 with 27 seconds left. All right, we need 10 points in 27 seconds. Oh, good old Contavious Caldwell Pope with a shooting foul on a Devin Booker three. He hits one, he hits two, he hits three with 14 seconds left. Now we're at 104.99. Now we still need seven points, Scott. We're not getting seven points in 14 seconds. 
Cameron Payne fouling right away as the Suns not giving up hope. Oh, no, they're going to make this miraculous comeback. AD hits both free throws with 12 and a half seconds left to make it 107.99. We're at uh, 206. Can we get five points somehow or another in 12 seconds? We need a big three. We, we need a big three. That's what we need. Three, three, three. Give it to Devin Booker. Booker goes up for three. No good, but he's fouled. Dennis Schroeder must have the over. He fouls Devin Booker, and he hits not one, not two, but all three free throws. Now we're at 107-102 with less than eight seconds left. Now, you can't not foul, right, if you're Phoenix. I know you're not going to really win this game, but you have to foul, right? Devin Booker, foul. Anthony Davis to the free throw line. It's 107-102. 5.6 seconds left. If you got the under, you'd probably take the push right now and walk away. If you got the over, you got to keep your fingers crossed. AD, first free throw, good. Now we need the last one. Second free throw, good. 109 102. Suns missed their last uh, three-point heave. And there's your final. The game goes over. Wow. Not even with overtime. How about that? You needed 19 points with a minute 17 left. And you got all 19 points. That's why you just can't bet an under in an NBA game. You just can't do it. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Lady Luck was on our side last night. How about that? And if you had the under, wow, does that suck. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. To opposite picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Yeah, Jordan Stahl there with the game winner for Carolina as the Hurricanes rally from 2 1 down in the third and they win it 3 2 in overtime. How about that, Carolina Pan- uh, Hurricanes uh, Radio Network? You know, hockey is the one sport where you really don't have to be a fan to get caught up into the excitement. It, it really is. You, you hear this all the time, but it really is a fun sport. Out of all the events I've been to, 
Uh, a hockey playoff game is is at the top as far as excitement goes. Uh, I've never been to a Super Well, I've been at Super Bowls, never been inside for a Super Bowl. Don't ask. I've been, I've done radio remotes outside, but not actually inside a Super Bowl. But I've been to World Series games, been to Stanley Cup championships, been to uh, NBA Finals. No, I've not been to NBA Finals, but plenty of NBA playoff games. And there's nothing like a hockey uh, playoff game. Again, listen to that play-by-play. You can hate hockey. You don't know how to spell NHL. And you can still, you know, feel the excitement. Uh, and that this is what a half-empty arena. You know, when it's jam-packed in some of these places, um, boy, it's a lot of fun. It, it really is. They had 12,000 last night. Uh, it seats, uh, you know, uh, twice that. But, you know, with the COVID situation, uh, they limit it to only 12,000. So Carolina, not faced with a do or die, but you don't want to fall behind 3-2 going to, to Nashville in this case for a game six. So they come up uh, big uh, as they score, like I said, with about seven minutes left in the third period. And then they get the game winner from Jordan Stahl. So 3-2 Carolina does win as they uh, take a 3-2 series lead. Toronto beat up Montreal 4-0. Boy, I tell you, that, that Canadians team, they can't score. It, it's as simple as that. You know, Carey Price, you know, one of the best, if not the best goaltender in the NHL, but they just can't score. They've scored two goals or less now in 21 of their last 34 games. I mean, you, you're just not going to, you know, you ask the goaltender to allow one goal, otherwise you lose. You just, you're not going to win. You're just not going to win a lot of games. And that's the case with Montreal. It's too bad. They won the opening game of this series. You know, they had Toronto reeling all the pressure on the Maple Leafs to win, and they let them off the hook, and they, they lose two games at home. This Montreal, they score one goal in those two games, and now they trail three games to one, and that series is uh, is basically done. How did our uh, shots on goal, forget the games, how did our shots on goals go, Scott? Uh, we did what we thought we would. Uh, we won with our best play, Dougie Hamilton. Now, this is the first. I, no, I shouldn't say it first. I've seen him do it before, but a, a rarity with FanDuel in that when we did these picks in the morning, Dougie Hamilton for Carolina was three. I like to check whenever possible. Don't do it all the time, but whenever possible later in the afternoon before game time and see if the, the lines have adjusted. It actually went up to three and a half for Dougie Hamilton. You don't see that too often, shots on goal. You really don't. There's so few of us that know there's nothing but free winners that, you know, no one really capitalizes on it. But they did with Dougie Hamilton, who last night had eight shots on goal. Eight. That they could have doubled. And then you still would have won. He has just been an absolute shooting machine in the postseason. In the six games, or check, check that, five games, uh, that uh, they have played, I have him down for three. Well, let me see, because I got six games, and they haven't played six games. But I got him for three, six, seven, seven, six, and eight. That six may have been where I just posted it there because uh, I, I knew he had won. But he, he's getting, forget about three uh, or four, depending on what line you get. I mean, he's he's, you know, like I said, getting five, six, seven, eight shots per game that that's you know that's equivalent to a guy in the in the NBA scoring uh a guy who averages 15 points a game and is scoring 35 points a game that that is the difference of um you know his regular season and the postseason you know, it doesn't sound like a lot of six shots, no big deal. But believe me, it, it is a lot. You, you don't get that um, 
So last night he had six. Yes, for some reason I wrote eight. In the games in the postseason so far, in the five games, three, that was the winner because it was two and a half back then. Maybe a push. Six, seven, seven, eight. That is just wow. Um, I'll be curious to see what FanDuel posts. I'm guessing three and a half. You might even get a four on him. But keep playing. Keep playing the overs. Don't let them scare you off them. Uh, you know what? That's what they want you to do. They don't want you to put that bet in when they post those numbers that high. But go ahead and do it anyway. I mean, that's so we won with that one. He was our best play of the day. We won with uh, Austin Matthews. Uh, he had five last night, so he's been a winner for us uh, on three different occasions, eight, four, six, and five. That may have bumped up to four and a half, but either way, it was a winner. The only one we lost with, we went two and one, was uh, uh, Tyler Toffoli, who I told you yesterday, we, we were playing a flyer. He averages three shots per game in a regular season. He's had nothing but twos across the board, and we played him last night. Because I remember telling you, you know, we're up big. So let's play with house money. Let's assume this guy's going to have three shots on goal in the biggest game of the year for Montreal. He's one of their leading players. You would think he'd break through and get three. Eh, he got two again last night. Two, 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 and two. All four games, two shots. So we lost with that one, taking a flyer on a guy. Probably should have probably bailed off. But still, two and one. Not bad with our shots on goal. And now we're 38 up and 14 down with four pushes. 38 and 14. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Today, see, now now we notice FanDuel, all right, they're getting wise to us here. So now we got to mix things up a little bit. We got to throw some new guys in there because they're finally realizing the regular shots on goal guys are coming through. So they're bumping up Hamilton. They bumped up Austin Matthews to four, four and a half. You know, they're bumping up a couple of these guys, right? So. We're going to throw some uh, some new guys out there. Let me see if FanDuel. Last night, they didn't have the lines. Um, they generally, sometimes they're up in the morning. Other times, they're they're not. Let me see if they got. Uh, it's funny. If you go to their props, I swear they listen to us, which is okay. But they got every single prop in the world. They got Sidney Crosby. We'll do like the Islander game. They got Sidney Crosby goals. They got Sidney Crosby and all the other assists. They got uh, guys with points. They got guys with, uh, oh, they finally got shots on goal. I was going to say power play point. They had they had them all listed last night except shots on goal. <laughs> it was kind of funny. But they have them now. So we got Crosby at two and a half. We got uh, Jake Gensel. He's been our new guy. Was he a two? Ooh, two and a half. Oh, you got to go there. Two and a half minus 130. I'm telling you, I love these things. I really do. I'm addicted to them. Gensel is one of the main guys for Pittsburgh, right? He's had, and th think about this, you know, pop, pop quiz. If you were in charge of shots on goal, <clears throat> right? And I told you a guy has had four, seven, two, six, five, Shots on goal in the five games. You post a number on what his shots on goal should be. Four, seven, two, six, five. If I was in charge, I would probably post that at uh, four and a half. You know, two games over four and a half with seven, six, and five. Two games under. That seems like a nice little balance. He has 11, 13, 
24 shots divided by five games. He's he's averaging almost five shots a game. So I, I would think like four and a half, right? Not four and a half. Four? You know, that's not crazy. FanDuel likes to have a half a thing on every uh, every bet. So but maybe four? Nope. Well, it's got to be three and a half then, right? I mean, the guy's got four, seven, six, five. He's got to be at least three and a half, right? Nope. Three? You know, you you still need four for a winner, so I, I could see maybe three. Nope. Two and a half. Two and a half. Not like a monster big either. Minus 130. I mean, that that's a guy who has <clears throat> four, seven, two, six, and five. He's averaging almost five shots a game. In the postseason, not for one or two games, five games. And then you throw the thinking into it in that his team is down 3-2. So there is no letdown. There is no giddy of winning game five. There is no, ah, don't worry about game six. You know, we're going to win it in game seven anyway back in Pittsburgh. No, no, no. Their lives are on the line. So he's had five solid games to show you. He has been one of their main guys in the postseason. And they posted it at two and a half. Oh, this is like taking candy from a baby. Candy from a baby. Although I never quite understood that expression. I remember that when I was younger, my father saying that. What, what does that mean, taking candy? What do you, you That's mean, isn't it? The baby's going to cry. <laughs> You're supposed to represent something that's easy, right? Is it easy taking candy from a baby? I guess it is. I don't know. Um, we've fed our kid candy all the time. Of course, now they have no teeth. But two and a half. I, I mean, holy crow. That, that is just, a, it's too easy. So, but we got to mix things up a little bit. Let's see what they have for Crosby. Crosby, you know, he, he's he been a uh, little bit of a downer. See, here's funny. He, here's just the, the reputation of nobody knows who Jake Gensel is, uh, but we all know who Sidney Crosby is. You know, Gensel is two and a half minus 130. I gave you his numbers. Crosby is two and a half minus 138. Yet, while Gensel has 24 shots on goal, Crosby only has uh, 17. Yet you're laying more on Crosby <clears throat> because people know who he is. But just saying, we're going to go Crosby. Um, we're going to go Rust. He's had four, four, zero, two, and six. Um, we're going to go Anthony. How do you pronounce his name? Bouvier for the Islanders. Let me see what his numbers are because he didn't have a whole heck of a lot in a regular season. Nobody did for the Islanders. Oof. Love this. Two and a half, right, for A.B. This postseason with the uh, Islanders against Pittsburgh in this series, he's had four, three, a two, six, and four. And they're posting that at two and a half. Two and a half. Uh, at uh, plus 102 even. You got to go over. So we're going to throw him into the equation. Oh, that's a beautiful number. That's a, that, that, that should be three, right? Again, he has seven, nine. He's got 19 shots on goal over five games. He's averaging, you know, basically four shots on goal, and they posted a two and a half. It's too easy. Florida. Um, well, I, I don't know about Barkov. He's uh, He only had one shot at goal his last game. You know, watching it, they said he was hurting a little bit. I don't know if I trust it. They, they lowered it down to three. Um, you know, he was a shot machine the regular season. He may be our Tyler Toffoli this uh, tonight. You know, we're up big, so we're going to go Patrick Hornquist, and then we're going to go Brandon Montour 
for uh, Florida as well. He's the new one we're going to throw in there because he's been a shot machine this postseason as well. Got a couple of more shot on goal, guys. We'll tell you who they are when we come back. Opposite Picks, Sportsman Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. There are 24 hours in every day. 1,440 minutes. 86,400 seconds. And we still have trouble squeezing all this glorious sports talk in. Have you thought about maybe sleeping less? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, wrapping up hour number one with our shots on goal props in the NHL. So we're going to go with Barkov for three. Why not? Uh, Hornquist at over two and a half for Florida. He's at two, two, three, four, and six. Uh, they don't have any lineup for Brandon Montour. I'm, I'm disappointed because he he's one of their main guys uh, this postseason with six, two, three, three, and three. And he figures to be around a two guy. Uh, uh, depending on, you know, uh, with the postseason versus the regular season. So, but hopefully they add his numbers. Minnesota, Kevin Fiala, he's at three. We're going to hop on him again. He's been up and down. Uh, I'm hoping for a Joel Erickson line for Minnesota. He's had four, four, three, four, and two. He should be about a two guy, you know, two shots on goal. So I'm hoping they post something for him. So far, no. Las Vegas, we're going to go in March again over him at three. Uh, he's been terrific, four, three, six, one, and seven. Uh, Shea Theodore, they, they've upped his number to three, but he's been three across the board, pretty solid. And then we're going to add a Las Vegas guy, Alex Petrangelo. He's at three. He's had four, 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 one, and five, and they post the line at three. Four out of the five games you would have won on him. So he's picked up his play in the postseason. So there are shots on goal. I'll list those uh, on the website, and I'll uh, mention those one more time in in hour number two. Poll question we put up there uh, with pending free agents. Which one figures to leave his respective team? Alex Ovechkin, Steph Curry, or Carlos Cray with the Astros or the proverbial other? Correa continues to lead the way at uh, almost 58% of the votes. Curry getting almost 16. Ovechkin getting almost 16. And then that uh, proverbial other getting 10.5%. So go to your opposite picks feed, O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, picks, P-I-C-K-S. Get your vote in, and we'll update that a couple more times before we are thrilled. All right, a lot to get to still. Hour number one, haven't touched too much on baseball, but we'll get into that as the the Tampa Bay Devil Dogs going for their 12th straight win last night. Yankees uh, not only lose the battle, but maybe the war as well. Jacob deGrom returns. We'll get to it all, plus all our trends. Opposite picks on a Wednesday morning, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204.